Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, chapter 13, continued. Section 2, Jesus is the light I light. Nothing could impede Mother Teresa from spreading the light of God's love in the most troubled places of the world. In August 1982, she ventured to war-torn Lebanon. In August 1982, she ventured to war-torn Lebanon and from there wrote to her sisters, We have just left Beirut. It has been one continual action of God loving us and his people. By continual love, actions, and tenderness, and love. I brought a big Easter candle with the image of Our Lady with a child on it. On Thursday, the bombing was terrible. I lit the candle that evening around 4 p.m. At 5 p.m., all stopped, all of a sudden. Since then, there is perfect quiet. We went over and brought 38 crippled and mental little children. The candle finished last night. If you have the Easter candle, please light it before Our Lady in Thanksgiving. The rest I will tell you when I return. While on visitation to Rome in 1983, she fell out of bed and was hospitalized. A serious heart condition was providentially discovered. While in the hospital, Mother Teresa wrote her intimate response to Jesus' query in Matthew 16, 15. Who do you say that I am? You are God. You are God from God. You are begotten, not made. You are one in substance with the Father. You are the Son of the living God. You are the second person of the Blessed Trinity. You are one with the Father. You are in the Father from the beginning. All things were made by you and the Father. You are the beloved Son in whom the Father is well pleased. You are the Son of Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. You were born in Bethlehem. You were wrapped in swaddling clothes by Mary and put in the manger full of straw. You were kept warm by the breath of the donkey that carried your mother with you in her womb. You are the son of Joseph, the carpenter, as known by the people of Nazareth. You are an ordinary man without much learning, as judged by the learned people of Israel. Who is Jesus to me? Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the victim offered for our sins on the cross. Jesus is the sacrifice offered at the Holy Mass for the sins of the world and mine. Jesus is the word to be spoken. Jesus is the truth to be told. Jesus is the way to be walked. Jesus is the light to be lit. Jesus is the life to be lived. Jesus is the love to be loved. Jesus is the joy to be shared. Jesus is the sacrifice to be offered. Jesus is the peace to be given. 
Jesus is the bread of life to be eaten. Jesus is the hungry to be fed. Jesus is the thirsty to be satiated. Jesus is the naked to be clothed. Jesus is the homeless to be taken in. Jesus is the sick to be healed. Jesus is the lonely to be loved. Jesus is the unwanted to be wanted. Jesus is the leper to wash his wounds. Jesus is the beggar to give him a smile. Jesus is the drunkard to listen to him. Jesus is the retarded to protect him. Jesus is the little one to embrace him. Jesus is the blind to lead him. Jesus is the dumb to speak for him. Jesus is the crippled to walk with him. Jesus is the drug addict to befriend him. Jesus is the prostitute to remove from danger and befriend. Jesus is the prisoner to be visited. Jesus is the old to be served. To me, Jesus is my God. Jesus is my spouse. Jesus is my life. Jesus is my only love. Jesus is my all in all. Jesus is my everything. Jesus, I love you with my whole heart, with my whole being. I have given him all, even my sins, and he has espoused me to himself in tenderness and love. Now and for life, I am the spouse of my crucified spouse. Amen. Although she recovered, her strength began to fail, and she was never long without sickness and physical pain. Yet she was continually active and even more determined, no matter the cost, to give her yes to God and a big smile for all. She maintained the same busy schedule almost to the end, living to the full her fourth vow of wholehearted and free service to the poorest of the poor. Her body was getting weaker, but her spirit was indefatigable. She wanted to conquer the world with love, as a sister recalled. Mother one day brought a map of Europe and spread it before me. At that time, the Soviet Union had not yet broken up and half of Europe was under communist rule with no permission for missionaries to enter as missionaries. But mother just went with her finger from country to country, like France, we are there, Germany, we are here, Austria, we are here, Hungary, not yet, Bulgaria, not yet. And so she went on. Then she started to count the countries where we were not yet on her fingers. She was in dead earnest that a tabernacle, meaning a house, should be opened in each country of the world. Mother had a big vision of what she wanted to give her Lord and God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, 
gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is the connection between this beautiful act of faith in Jesus that we've just read and Mother Teresa's burning desire to conquer the world with love? Well, what we see here is where the true spread of the gospel comes from. The true spread of the gospel does not primarily come from cleverly devised techniques or from various institutions that are set up with great care and great money. The gospel is not primarily spread by our organizing things in a certain way or by social work. You know, how is the gospel spread? Well, St. John tells us what we have seen, what we have touched, what we have handled, the word of life. This is what we declare to you. In other words, the gospel is spread primarily and ultimately and effectively by people who love Jesus Christ and not only love him, but have encountered his love, who have experienced his love, who have given themselves to him, and who are absolutely convinced that the most important thing that has ever happened is the incarnation of the Son of God. It's those people, from their love of the Savior, that hand on the faith. It's those people who are the most effective witnesses. And so when we hear about Mother Teresa's desire to conquer the world with love and to bring tabernacles, that is, the Eucharist, into these countries, a house in which the Holy Eucharist will be present so that Jesus is there, when we read about that, her desire for every place in the world to have Jesus, and we read about her love of Jesus, we see confirmed what we're talking about, that the greatest missionaries are the greatest lovers of Jesus. And from their relationship, they pour forth love to others. And what does that mean for us? It means that the most important thing we have to do is not to organize and design and calculate and plan. Those things have their place. Mother Teresa was very interested in having good organization. Her sisters were very well organized. But the fundamental thing is who is Jesus and who is he to me and do I love him and how is my relationship with him and am I being faithful to him? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.